This is the Matt Townsend Show. What creates higher trust for you and the people around you? Your guide on the side. And a lot of us end up spending our entire life searching for what we expect instead of what has actually been given to us. Dr. Matt Townsend. Good morning. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm Leanna Tan here to give you some of Matt's best tidbits to help you live healthier, happier lives. I was clicking back in the files of Matt's previous shows and I found this interview about how to run a business with your spouse. And this topic kind of hit home for me because I recently got married and the guy I married is passionately set on starting his own business or running his own business. And he's always dreaming up ideas every day to start a business with me, whether it's selling sack lunches or renewable energy or whatever. So I feel like it's kind of a fate of mine just waiting to happen to be an entrepreneur's wife or an entrepreneur myself. And Matt had an interview with this really sweet lady, Kathy Mallow, and after listening to it, I felt inspired to compile an episode for you today all about running businesses. And in this first segment with Kathy, she talks about the keys to partnering with your spouse to run a business. You're somebody that's actually made it happen. You've traveled to three countries with your husband. You've You've made it work. How did you make it work? What is the key to working together as a partnership? Well, I think that, uh, first of all, uh, we when we got married, we made commitments and promises to one another. Uh, we respected one another. We understood our duties and responsibilities and that family uh, togetherness was what we both wanted, hmm. and yet we both wanted to be successful in our professions. And um, it was only after six years that, of marriage that we um, started my husband's practice. Uh, we had managed to earn some equity in real estate, and we put our, our money together. We're able to get a bank loan, and we started our business. I loaded up the refrigerator <laughs> with pork and beef and enough food to survive for six months. Oh, wow. And... Here we go. I, I was the nurse. I was his business manager. So you ran the business. And you were the nurse. He was the doctor. He, he did the doctoring. Uh, we uh, recognized we had to have two cars because life was a constant disruption of the norm. Uh, mm -hmm. He was an obstetrician and gynecologist, so um, oh, yeah, it wasn't get interrupted. just uh, nine to five working together, it meant uh, that sometimes uh, he would have to leave and do emergency surgeries. We would shift the patients. Wow. Um, scheduling um, after work, it meant um, if he had a patient in labor, that I would pick up the children from school and uh, take him some food at the um, um, doctor's lounge. Wow. Because he didn't care too much nope. for the hospital food. <laughs> Which is good. Save some money, but then you'd have to get in there and feed him as well. How did this not, how did it not like take over? Every, I mean, it seems like he'd be frustrated with you at times, or it seems like, you know, you wouldn't be able to handle it. What, what else was working? This is pretty phenomenal. Well, I, I would say that I was very good in training our staff so that when family crisis happened, I was able to uh, go and attend to those things as well. Mm -hmm. And um, I had a shower in my husband's office and a sofa, so when he um, couldn't come home, he had a change of clothes. Yeah. 
and um, picking up the children from school. Uh, I had a little room for them with a microwave, and uh, they could have food and start their homework. And they also learned to help in the business as a result of that. You know, do you think, Kathy, that it um, because you were so hands-on, it's you probably had a completely different sense of almost respect for it or understanding for it. So so it wasn't like it was something that was intruding. You realized it sounds like that it was something you were controlling. Well, it was a teamwork. Even we we even played tennis together, but we learned that um you know, even in tennis, if um, my husband was serving, I had to cover the front of the court. Yeah. And if he had to come forward, I had to move back and, and cover wherever he was not. Oh, see, uh, a, and in fact, tennis, that's a great metaphor, isn't it? Because you are so dependent on each other, and you got to flow. So if they cover one, you got to move. But uh, yeah. it's very—there was just—do you think it was just kind of your personalities that worked, or did you have to really work at it? We did work at it. Uh, any relationship, and, and most particularly one that encompassed professional and business relationship as well as family relationship, uh, it requires work and commitment um, and, um, uh, and skills. <laughs> yeah. No, right. I mean, yeah. and so you guys, um, what, how would you kind of formally work on it? Like I've noticed with my wife helping in my business, it, we we don't always make time to formally work on it, so it would, the conversation would sneak into, like, pillow talk. When we were trying to go to bed, we'd talk about my business. Did you guys have rules mm-hmm. about that? Well, it seemed that my husband trusted me on the on the administrative part of it. Right. Um, I always, uh, you know, like in nursing function, I highlighted irregular lab results and so on so that it was brought to his attention, and um, I filed the insurance claims. I met with the lawyers and the attorneys, uh, you know, to meet all the legal requirements. He more or less handed the administrative function to me. And so that was kind of where you said, I guess, a role. You're going to take the role of administrative. He'll take the role of doctor. That's right. That's right. That's Mm -hmm. beautiful. And then then you even got the kids involved. So it was kind of a, it was everybody's now in the game. Yes. I learned this from my parents, actually. My dad owned a grocery business. Okay. And I grew up helping my dad at the store. And my mom, um, well, every weekend, my dad would bring home the overripe bananas, and she would make banana bread and bake it and then send it back to the store to be sold on Monday mornings. (laughs) It was gone before noon. (laughs) Yeah. See, isn't that interesting? But see, in a way, I kind of like that you've You've had that experience because in the old days, you would, we'd all kind of work in their, our father's business. I grew up working in my father's business, and it, there maybe was something really safe and secure about all of us being together. Yes, and I, I, I was uh, looking at a very interesting cross-stitch that came from my great-grandmother. Now, she had a business, and my great-grandfather had a business. She had a gift store, and my great-grandfather had a lumber business and livery stable. Hmm. They're everywhere. <laughs> and, uh, but my great-grandmother had a cross-stitch, and it, uh, it said, uh, no matter how small it is, no matter how large it is, a family together means home. Oh, wow. And so uh, home for me has even been in the Philippines. Um, 
my husband inherited uh, property from his dad. We built a home there in, in the province of Auckland. We helped with medical missions together. I um, Now, some things I did myself. I wrote to the uh, Commission on Health because I was observing the deficiencies in the system and how it could be improved. Yeah. And I received a wonderful letter from Senator Webb. Oh, wow. Uh, for my contributions, yes. But it sounds and, like you uh, had... You'll go ahead, Kathy. Um, uh, also, we, you know, our daughter studied at the University of the Philippines. Okay. And uh, we were already retired at that time, so we accompanied her to... Uh, the UP Dilliman campus frequently, um, and uh, she got me involved in showbiz. Did she? Oh, that's right. And that's when you got into modeling, and and you're also yeah. an author. Has have you noticed that? Um, well, first of all, it seems like you and your husband have very similar mission, a lot of similar values. It's because it sounds like you can you kind of can you refer back to family and maybe faith that you share. Um, which, which I guess Correct. is inherently, it's critical if we're going to make building a relationship and a business together work. Uh, it also oh, yeah. sounds like you, um, you really bought into his mission about his profession. Since you've retired, has he been able to, you know, reciprocate and um, fill or, or kind of give you the same attention when it comes to your modeling? Or some of these other these other activities, like your author as a poet, is he being as supportive now? Well, he gives me time on my computer to yeah. do, to do what I want to do. But we have a regular schedule. Uh, we um, listen to the news. Uh, we go for our walk at the mall. We get our our chores done. Yeah, um, and. Um, uh, one interesting experience I wanted to tell you about, uh, when one is down, the other tries to lift the other one oh, up. And um, uh, when we were in a typhoon in the Philippines, and hmm. there was quite a bit of damage to our beach house, um, he despaired a little bit because he's, he's older than I am, uh-huh. and uh, I'm probably the uh, the rock. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I immediately made a list of things that we had to do and prioritized, uh, again, the management yeah, right. you got on <laughs> uh, function. And uh, so then... Um, it was very, very fortunate because I've always been disaster-minded, and we had money in our safe uh-huh. and uh, plenty of groceries in the cupboards, and uh, there was no electricity, wow. uh, so we had to use our generator. Fortunately, we had a generator with gasoline in it, and we had a gas stove, but the storm came so became so severe and we weren't sure if the ocean was going to come right in onto the ground floor. Yeah. We vacated to the upstairs and uh, took all of our important papers, and I cooked up the food and enough for three or four days and, and water. You and survived. So on. And we, we came through the storm. Oh. Three days later, the storm ended. Well, that's amazing. And and the whole province of Aklan was in was in a disaster zone. And, and looked, you had kind of maneuvered your way through it. So whether it was storms, 
uh, OBGYN running an office trying to go deliver babies and make it work, whether it was your kids, your family, you figured out a way to make it work. We so appreciate you, Kathy, um, and your insight, really, and we respect the success you've had. And I seriously love that idea of a family together, uh, whatever the size means home. And we appreciate you being on our show. Is there somewhere, if somebody wants to find your book, you uh, you have a wonderful book called My World of Poetry. Where could they go to find that? Um, you can go to the internet, www.dorancebookstore.com. Dorance, D-O-R-A-N-C-E? Is D-O-R-R-A-N-C-E. Okay. okay. Book, D- book store. store. All one word. Okay. Dot com. Dot com. Awesome. Uh-huh. And it's $19. Okay. And a portion of my earnings are going to go for the American Cancer Society and oh, American Heart Association. And this is my way of continuing my work as a nurse even after I leave this earth. Love it. Um, I felt that I could continue to contribute in some way. Um, I hope people 100 years from now will read my book like Emily They Dickinson. will. They will. <laughs> they will. Kathy Molo, so appreciate you uh, being on the show with us. Take care of yourself. Thank you for giving back. And uh, I'm sure you're the gift that'll just keep on giving. Matt and Kathy Mallo, who ran a business with her husband for over 45 years. Wow, she knows her stuff. And I thought it was funny how she said that running a business with your spouse is kind of like playing tennis because when my husband and I were dating, we would always play tennis together. And we'd play this game where we would see how many times we could hit the ball over the net without it going out of bounds. And I always said, this is a symbol of marriage. Let's see if we would make a good match. And it's kind of true. It is kind of like marriage because I had to make sure I was doing everything to fulfill my part or the ball would fly off the court. And as long as we both were doing our part to put the ball in the other person's court, we could keep the ball going for a lot longer than when we were just trying to score a point on the other person. Okay, so we've talked about how to work with your partner in a business, and my husband has presented a few ideas to me already, so I feel like her wise words have prepped me for what's ahead of me in life, but I feel like there's a very big chance I could be running a business out of my own house, probably like a lot of you entrepreneurs. So the rest of this episode is all about how to run a business from your own home. Matt got on a great expert who really seems to know what she's talking about to teach us how to have discipline and manage our time if we're running a business from our own home. A lot of us don't know. We don't sometimes have the discipline we need. We don't have the workspace that we need. Everything's not set up to succeed. And so on the show today, we wanted to give you a chance a tool, a way maybe to, to set up your home. So if you're really serious about uh, about being organized and getting a business to run out of your home, we wanted to bring in an expert on that. Her name is Vicki Winterton. She's a professional organizer. She started her professional organizing business, Organizing Mind Over Matter in 2006. And uh, she's basically a pro at taking a room filled with nothing but chaos 
and creating a space that's got order and peace in it. She's a successful speaker and creator of Absolute Best Organizing Solutions. Those are guidebooks. Uh, By the way, you can check out her website, www.organize-utah.com, organize-utah.com. And today we're going to give you some other tools and some places you can go on that website to get everything that she's going to teach today. Vicki, welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for being here. Uh, it's a pleasure. You made it. I did. Well, and um, I mean, you you guys, I, I know a little bit about how your business works. And it's the thing is, is it's kind of a, it's a personal consulting practice. There's a lot of people out there running just small little firms, aren't there? Many, many. And in, in a way, it's, it's super nice because you're free in a way that you can't be free otherwise. You're not tied down to having to rent space. You got your house. Very true. Problem. You got your house. Right. And your family. And your family. <laughs> and all the interruptions. So when you think about it, Vicki, to me, one of the things we wanted to really get into was the time. How do I, if I'm trying to start a business or run a business or run my job out of my house, time seems to be one of the biggest impediments. How do I keep my time, my, my business time, my business time, my family time, my family time? Well, that's a really great question, and there are a few things, Matt, that you need to understand before you can really manage those well. That's, oh, great. The first is that it takes time to yeah. manage time. Oh, see, and I don't have time. That's what they always say. <laughs> I, I, mean, I would like to learn all the things, but I just don't have time to do it. Yeah. But that's it. Huh? It's actually, you have to focus and make some time to go figure out how you're going to manage your time. And initially, that takes a little bit of time. Um more than we think. But once we become pretty good at it, and that only takes a week or two right. of practice, once we become pretty good, you can learn to manage your time with a planning session that takes about 10 minutes a week is all. See, because let's be real. There, you're not going to create more time. You've got your 24 hours, right? That's so right. You're not going to buy the machine. You're not going to go get a planner, and all of a sudden, you're going to have all this more time. You still will have 24 hours a day, right? seven days a week. Um, but what you're saying is if you'll invest some time to create, I guess, systems, is that what it is? Like create a process so that you can keep your time? Is that what you mean by that? Like what, what's the, what do we need to do ahead of time that would help us spend our time better? Well, the most important thing that work from home individuals can do is to prioritize their projects. Mm. And that takes a little bit of time initially to figure out highest priorities. But once you've done that for a week or two, it only takes 10 minutes a week to prioritize those. And then you're ready to move forward. Well, and it's, yeah, because not all projects are the same. No. Because some projects pay. And some don't. And some pay more and some pay less and some have deadlines. So we have to prioritize. How do we how do we how do you suggest we go about the prioritization of that? Great question. I believe in simplicity whenever we can reach it. So what I suggest to my clients is this. My work from home clients need to break their day into four time categories. One is the morning. Okay. The next is the early afternoon. Following that is the late afternoon. And finally, the evening time period. Why are we breaking the times down? I mean, 
it's I mean I guess that's it's, they're almost broken just naturally, aren't they? Morning, they are. afternoon, early, early afternoon, evening, early afternoon, late afternoon, yeah. and evening. Yeah, uh-huh. and we're doing that, I guess, to to see that it's not all one big time chunk. That's exactly right. And what I suggest to them once it's broken into those four different time periods is that they set beginning and ending work times okay. so that they know, okay, I'll work from this period to this period within that time category, one of those four time categories, or I will not work at all. And I suggest to them often that the evening be the time that they take for family and hmm. self and enjoyment. And actually putting that on the calendar probably, huh? Absolutely. It goes right into the schedule. Yep. That's great. because It's a choice. You're making the choice. On a daily basis, mm-hmm. that choice is made. Now, that decision should be made the afternoon before. Yeah. Then it can be altered a little bit the right. next morning. But you come into work, you you enter that office ready to work that next morning, so knowing like exactly. You set that up the night before the when you're ending your last work the day before session. Right. You set up when I'm going to come in. Right. When I'm going to check out. I guess that's great because if if I need to, if I have a project that's that's due and I need some extra nighttime, I could maybe not work in the morning, but work at night. And I could schedule that in depending that's on... That's the benefit of work from great. home. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, so they do that. And then I recommend to them that one of their projects, one of their main projects, be the way they begin each of those time segments. Okay. The first thing they do in each of those times. First thing they do, they're going to get into one of their prioritized projects. Absolutely. Project one, you would suggest put it in. If it if if you work in the mornings, that's one of the first things you're going to work on when you get in there in the morning. Absolutely. That's great. And spend an hour on it if you can, and then you can move to the other things that might need to be done. Isn't it though? It seems like what we do is the minute it gets difficult, we kind of reprioritize. Yes. And then we go pick the fifth priority yes. that's easier and more fun and we throw that in or we'll like like we just we we invent a priority like I'm going to go check my email. Yes. <laughs> and then we go check our email instead of jumping on that big number 1, huh? That's, Absolutely. That's why I haven't written a book. <laughs> and often the things that happen to us seem to be urgent but are not important. Mm, so no. if we will Schedule that hour for that important thing. Yeah. It will more, most often get done. But you have to. That's why having spent the time ahead of time figuring out what's the important project. Right. It's it's funny. We're, we, uh, we really fake ourselves out, don't we? Like well, we, we think we we're, do. <laughs> and we could work all day just pushing papers around and still only work on project four, five, and six and not touch one, two, three, four. And you know what? That This is the main difference that my work-from-home clients learn concerning time management is that that number one priority in each of those time segments makes a huge difference in that. what they're able to accomplish. I guess, too, you need to know how you work. I mean, I actually work a little bit better later in the evening. Like 9, 10, 11, my brain is kind of on fire. Is it? Yeah, but at 7 in the morning, no such thing. Okay. It's frozen. Well, that's good that you know that. Yeah. So I probably ought to schedule my time that way to the degree that I could. That's kind of how I work. Absolutely. Hmm. Man, I'm doing it all backwards. Because <laughs> what you do is you, you just grab the free time that you have, but you're saying, no, go 
chunk it, find a chunk, and put the number one priority you can in there, the highest priority. That's it. That that makes the greatest difference. And at least go an hour, you say. At least an hour. And usually an hour is enough. Yeah. It makes great progression on Mm -hmm. that number one project in that time period. Love it. Great. What else? What else? What do we do then? Well, this this is not a then. This is something that needs to be understood. I was watching the Today Show mm-hmm. a, a while ago, and I saw an author on that show. It was Peter Bergman. Mm. He's a Forbes contributor often. Yeah. And he had such an insightful idea that I got his book, I read about it, and I am a firm believer in this concept. What and this did is you it. learn? He believes, and so do I now, that there are only three time management problems. Only three. Hmm. And these are they. The first one is that we are working inefficiently. Now, what we've just talked about deals with that issue. The second time problem is that there actually is too much to do. We got, we're just, but we're swamped. Swamped, uh huh, and overwhelmed. And the third time problem is that there's too little time to complete the work. So deadlines are too close to one another. Hmm. So that's interesting. It's, it, so it seems like it's either our efficiencies, it's our, Ability, there's, I mean, there's too much to do, or it's the time. It's your, uh, but which are all choices of ours, right? I mean, these are things we're doing, or I mean, they're 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 expectations we should set better. Like, you know what? That's that time frame. I can't do it. That's right, and that's why prioritizing is so mm. important. It really is the key in making a work from home business work. And as you started this segment of your show. The way we need to decide that is to decide where we're getting the money from. Because the reason a work-from-home job is a work job. And we need to decide what brings in the money and make those things our priorities. Well, see, and then it gets complicated because it's like, okay, I need business cards. Mm -hmm. So I guess if I'm going to do the business card, I've got to order the card. But then I also have to design the card. Mm -hmm. So then I have to order, design, all these things, 20 things, and I need the card to make the money, except I already have a client that will pay me money. Mm -hmm. So do I work on my cards or do I work on the client's business that would pay me money? Oh, but then – oh, but I want the cards because when I (laughs) – isn't it funny? And that's where it gets complicated. That is where it gets complicated. Especially if I'd rather do the card than the business for the client. Yes. And sometimes doing the card is more important. Yeah. But usually working with the paying client Mm -hmm. is where you're going to build your business. Now, I don't mean you shouldn't market. Right. You need to promote. You need to market. but, But you do that as you work around what is bringing in the money. Love it. We're gonna um, we're talking with Vicki Winterton, and she's teaching us. She's from uh, organize-utah.com. Everything that all these points she's giving us. If you go to her website, organize-utah spelled out dot com forward slash efficient hyphen business hyphen practices efficient hyphen business hyphen practices. You can get all the notes she's talking about right now. All the points. So just go to her website. Organize-Utah.com. We're going to be back with Vicki Winterton. More tools, more ideas, giving you a leg up and making your home business work and uh, maybe just life in general. This is the Matt Townsend Show. You're listening to us right here on Sirius XM 143, BYU Radio.
told you this interview was going to be worthwhile. I love how Vicky gives us really applicable tips that I think work whether you work at home or from your office. She talked about separating family time and work time and the three problems of time management. In the rest of this episode, Vicky is going to give specific tips and tricks of how to properly organize your office so it's the most efficient. Stay tuned because you won't want to miss any of these tips. Uh, Vicki, thanks again for being here. Happy to be here. Tons of good stuff. Now, you've talked about organizing time. One question I have, though, you know, sometimes it seems like if you don't have enough time, it might be time to like delegate, like get re- like maybe I don't need to do my business cards. Maybe I ought to work on the client's business and hire somebody, even if it's costing me, to get my cards done. Absolutely. Don't you think? Sometimes. Yeah. Yes. How do you know? I mean, how do you determine? I guess it's a financial decision, really. But half the time, I'd rather not spend the money. And I, I'm creative and I almost know how to do it. Really know. Well, here's the deal, Matt. We have either a little more time or a little more money. Mm. And we need to make that decision as we begin our work from home business. So we have a little more time or a little more money. And whichever we have a little more is what we should spend. That's interesting. Mm. And honestly, it might be worth having a little more time because you could maybe make more money Mm -hmm. with your time. Absolutely. But if you're sitting there trying to read a book manual for how to design a business card, mm-hmm. maybe that's it's a not whole learning the most process. Efficient. It is, yeah. totally. And in fact, when I talk to my clients about when to delegate, yeah. I talk to them about my three D's, and oh the D's stand for this. Okay. <laughs> the first one is to delegate, hand it over. Number two is to delete. Sometimes those things that we think are important projects are not and should not even be tackled yeah. at all. Time waster. Yeah. Yep. And the third D is to downsize. Often we think everything is important mm-hmm. when in fact there are really only a few things that are of greatest importance and the other things can be downsized greatly. Yeah. You can kind of offload some of this stuff. Right. You don't need to go to everything, be to everything, receive every email, check every mail, pay every – I mean, everything doesn't have to be done this second. Cool. Absolutely right. Okay, so so that's our time. We've, you've helped us manage our time, either de- delegating, deleting, downsizing. What about the space? It seems like where I work in my home matters a lot, the space I work in, even if I have a space. Yes. We talked earlier that you probably ought not be running your home business from your bed. <laughs> Good idea. You know what I mean? Just if you want it to work. <laughs> Call That's me old-fashioned. Right. <laughs> so how do we do it? How do we manage and create, organize the space? What should that space look like? Ideally, you'll want that space to be as removed from family as you can get it. So if you can close yourself off, even in a little closet space, I have some clients that have put their desk Mm. and a board, a bulletin board inside a closet, put a chair in there, and that becomes their workspace. If you can hang a working and not working sign on the door so that the kids know, okay, mom's working, and then let the kids know, I will be done with this project when this timer goes off and then you and I will do such and such. That's great. 
I worked part-time all the time that my kids were growing up because I loved working. Yeah. And so I let my kids know I am working right now. You are my most important thing in life. Mm -hmm. But I am working right now. And when I finish, then I get to spend time with you, my most important thing in life. Think of that. That's a a really valuable lesson that that you can do both, that you can – be disciplined in your work, get stuff done, and that I'll be there. And I'll come talk to you. We'll hang out. We'll do our thing. Right. And we'll have that as long as the timer goes. And then mom's going to go back and finish this one project. And, I mean, what a valuable lesson to teach your kids that you can do that. Absolutely. It's something they'll need to know yeah. for the rest I mean, of their I mean, imagine. Lives. This is probably going more and more towards home everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Powerful. So one thing I guess you're saying, remove yourself. Part of that is for their benefit. So that, you know, the kids can't aren't thinking they can always come be a part of your life right? in the middle of your business meeting. Right. And also for your your sake, so you can focus. Does it matter what kind of space? I mean, you'd think you'd want feng shui, perfect energy flow in the room. But the thing that matters is the less clutter you have, the easier your mind can focus on those priorities hmm. we talked about earlier. How, so declutter, which is for some, that's like a whole different world. It is. Some are just used to clutter. And some, I guess, handle clutter a little bit better than others. Yes, but in fact, the human brain is made to to do better in order. It, mm. The human brain is naturally orderly. So even though people f- may function at a higher level than someone else in clutter, they will not function yeah. as well as they would without, without that clutter. I mean, imagine if every day you keep looking at a pile and you're like, I've got to get on that pile. Even that thought must distract and slow you down. Every time for you a minute. see it. So every it's a minute every time it. you see it. That's it. Yeah, yeah, that's a big deal. Yeah. What else should the space involve? What else should it include? Okay. What let's, else shouldn't it include? Let's talk about the inclusions. Um, if you are able to close yourself off in a room of some variety, this is what I recommend you have. I recommend that you have a primary work zone, which is typically a desk and a chair. And ideally, that desk would have some drawers to store the things that you use often so Mm. that they're within arm's reach. Yes, you're not chasing it down every day. So that's your first work zone. The second one is your daily papers zone, and that would include an inbox, a box that contains papers that require further action to be taken, Mm. and an out box. So kind of an in an actionable drawer or a box and a future box. Uh-huh. And that action uh, container can also contain hanging files. So it can be a separate little thing that contains some files. One that would say do today. Yeah. Another would be broken down in a few other segments. If someone's like a truck driver, it seems like that could all just be in a portable file. That Absolutely. could be and they could say, okay, now I'm now I'm gonna go get me some more accounts. I'm gonna chase down some driving and I'm gonna go bid on some things. You could pull out your portable office You've got it. Right. There you go. And in today's world, many of my work from home businesses don't deal nearly as much with paper. Mm -hmm. They deal with digital information. So that very information then is stored in an inbox, something labeled an inbox on your... I guess that's just as important, your online kind of order as your offline order. 
And in fact, what we do with papers, we try to mimic with the digital information hmm. so that the human mind then, yeah. when, I, when my clients go to work, they know that their paper system duplicates their digital system. That's a great goal, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And then you you know you really have got one or two choices. It's either an online file or it's going to be in the offline file. That's it. That, every paper is going to go somewhere. Right. Wow, that's good. Give us one more. We have about one more minute. Okay, one more would be your supplies zone, yes. which would be shelving of some variety. And it would allow you to store your office supplies and other supplies necessary for you to run your business on yeah. a daily basis. Should I let – once I have my space, mm-hmm. should that be – can that then be converted to a family space again? Like, can I go from my office and then allow my children to come? It seems like I'm playing with fire. If I let my kids come in and start messing with my space. You can do that, oh, but it hard. is not ideal. Mm-mm. So not it might be better that we have their own space. Yes. They have their own staplers. Don't yes. come. You don't necessarily need mine. Exactly. Just to simplify your life. Absolutely. That's a good idea. Yeah. Man, where have you been? <laughs> working. Working. <laughs> working. We're talking with Vicki Winterton. We, uh, are, we're getting the skills, the tools to organize our lives, organize our workspace so we uh, have a clue what we're doing. So many simple ideas, basic ideas. Again, go to our website, organize-utah.com. And if you want to get the information she's talking about today on the show, just put organize-utah.com forward slash efficient dash business dash practices efficient dash business dash practices you got all the lists right there we're gonna take a break we'll be right back this is the matt townsend show you're listening to us right here on sirius xm 143 byu radio Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to the Matt Townsend Show. I'm your host, Dr. Matt Townsend, your life coach, your guide on the side. Welcome to the program today. We are talking about something I think we all need, whether it's um, just better organizing skills, you know, cleaner space, more orderly life. It's hard. You know, the, the marketers just keep sending us stuff. You know, the mail just keeps growing up and we just keep getting huge piles of Stuff we now have to sort. But guess what? You can take it over. Vicki Winterton's joining us here. She's a professional organizer. She started her professional organizing business, uh, which was called Organizing Mind Over Matter, in 2006. So she's been doing this a long time. And she can help anybody really take a room that's filled with nothing but chaos and bring in some order and some peace. She's a speaker and the creator of Absolute Best Organizing Solutions Guidebooks. Uh, wonderful tools there on her website. If you go to organize-utah.com, uh, just a great website um, where you can get information, blogs, everything you need, plus just some of her wonderful tools to use. So, uh, Vicki, again, thanks for joining us. Happy to be here. Really, uh, I th- I look at it and I think, again, none of this is – it's not groundbreaking. It, it's just It's just not natural for so many of us. Absolutely true. Is that what this is about? Yes. You're just trying to teach us something that – a lot of us can't see. Well, and here's the issue. Those of us that are in the professional organizing efficiency training business, 
know this, uh, this statistic. 10% of us are born naturally efficient and naturally organized. 10%. 10%. Okay. Uh-huh. And the rest of us are messed up. No, you're okay. not. No, okay. no. I am part of that 10%. It is a natural gift it's I came to Earth with. It's just what you do naturally. It is. Okay. Um, I took a lot of training, but it is a natural thing for me. So 10% come that way. Uh, the next 40% are people who can hear someone speak and go home and put those ideas. They can do it. They can do it with a good book, a good directive of some variety. Mm-hmm. Um and those are the people that do really well with products like I offer yeah. on my website. Yeah. The next 40% of individuals are people who can learn to do this, but they need to have a personal trainer. They so need, someone like who coach. works uh, yeah. or someone who works side by side with them, putting systems in place, training them with time management. Yeah. The accountability factor needs to be there. And those people are in that last 40%. Now that brings us to 90%. Yeah, there's this 10%. What, what do we call them? People who really will always, always struggle. Just struggle. They uh-huh. just, and it, I, mean, and there, I mean, there are people that actually, their brain doesn't perform executive functioning well. They could have had right. an accident. They could have had right. a, a, a traumatic event. But they just don't executive function. They don't remember to put the paper back where it needed to go. That's right. Yeah. So those, Now, that doesn't mean they can't improve. No. Yeah. But it means that it will always be a struggle. Well, and so whatever category we fall into, there's solutions Yes, and absolutely. It, yeah, even just if it's coping with the last 10%. But it's good to know if your partner's in that 10% that will never really just naturally do it or even will learn to do it, um, that, I guess you then need to learn. You figure out a way, a system, a tool that you that works with you. To be their advocate. Yeah, to help, yeah, to help them uh-huh. do it. Uh-huh. That's cool. And usually that is minimizing. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, just get, yeah, minimize the impact. Downsize and minimize. Smaller, Mm -hmm. smaller, smaller. Mm -hmm. Um, So you kind of have walked us through uh, the time management side of it and then the space management. It seems like where we kind of get clogged in our system at our house is paper. It's, we don't know what to keep. We don't know how much to keep. We don't know how long to keep. It all seems important because, you know, we may have won. So if we if we've won if we've almost won a a, a clearinghouse publisher's clearinghouse <laughs> opportunity, then we don't want to get rid of that because we still might win. Or there's every coupon. Yes. And even if we don't use the coupons, we want to cat we want to catch the coupons. Yes. But how do we know? So how do we create a paper system and and push it through so there's not a log jam, a paper jam. That's a really great question. And in fact, paper problems, even in this digital age, yeah. paper is even greater, a greater problem than it was 10 years ago. Really? Because now we have great little printers everywhere yeah. that print all kinds of now papers for us. Yes. <laughs> so yeah. paper is always right. an issue. And and they believe it will be for, for many years to come yeah. still. Now, it is the number one reason professional organizers are called into homes and small businesses. Really? To mm-hmm. get the, the paper flowing? Paper under control. That's cool. Yeah. 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 What and, is it? What is it? That, where, do you, where do we get stuck? What's the problem? I mean, is it just volume? 
The major problem is that people don't understand that it takes more than one paper system for papers to be easily managed. Hmm. And an inbox is the first of yeah. those paper systems. Yeah, we just throw it in the inbox. You just drop it in. If you yeah. don't have time to process it, right. anything that, that can't be immediately processed goes in the inbox, and then a scheduled time is set up for that inbox to be emptied. Yeah, because if you're not emptying it, then you really need an industrial strength inbox that's like has steel girders and <laughs> pulley and systems. And it's overwhelming yeah. at that point. Yeah, then you're yeah. done. So you've got to empty the inbox at least weekly. That's it makes sense, right? Absolutely. Put it in there, you'll empty it out. Put it in there, you'll empty it out. Right. But then I guess it's then you got to know what you do. Do you need to keep this paper? Then you need to do, know that. Do I need to keep a bill? If I've paid a bill and I wrote paid on it, yes. Do I still need to keep it? You know, that is such an issue for people. And I have a free answer for do you really? all of your oh, listeners, man. Here it is. Let's hear it. Um, in a work-from-home business or a small business, you need to create a record retention plan. And that record retention plan tells you how long you keep certain types okay. of documents. Right. Now, I've already created that You've for both a home and a small business. Oh, boy. And um, if your people yeah. decide that they're interested in getting notes of what you and I have talked about today, they can go to that website address, yep. Organize-Utah.com, and then they do the forward slash yeah. efficient-business-practices. Okay. That takes them to the page. If they leave a comment on that page telling me what their biggest paper problem is and asking for a solution to it, I will leave a comment with a solution, and I will send them oh, a great. record retention guide. So all they have to do is go to the website. Uh, Organize-Utah.com forward slash efficient-business-practices. Right. Leave a note with a, with a question about how to move paper. And or what any I question. want to know is what their biggest problem oh, is. What's their paper. biggest problem? And I'll answer their problems. And that you'll send them the paper organizer. Yes, because they have to enter their email. Now, their email is not posted. It's not there for anybody but right. me to see. That's but great. I will send them that one-page document that tells them exactly how long to keep Love anything it. they have a question about. Well, that's easy. Yep. And they'll get answers. They'll get answers. So, I mean, because really, we we now have people that are paying bills online, yet they're backloaded with all the bills. Right. So now they're trying to file bills they've already paid online. Right. That is like messed up. Yeah. We are, I guess we just don't know the system. Well, you just don't have a system yeah. that works and you don't understand how long to keep what. That's great. Yeah. Well, and especially if, I mean, I imagine some of these people that, that only maybe go home twice a month, three times a month that might be out there driving on the road and you must have 20 bills. You must have 20, 30 things they have to go through every time they get back. Of course. And that's so overwhelming, especially if you don't have the system right. or a multiple tiered system, right. the inbox and then the time and then the filing. Right. And in fact, there are five 
typical paper systems that need to be in place. Many of them are simple systems. A file cabinet system is really simple if you have the one-page document that tells you exactly which folders you need. Then it's simple. Then it's just without that, it's a hundred hours of intensive research, (laughs) and so so they'll want to go and find that that option on my website. Well, and especially get it, get it, save yourself a hundred hours, a, but then they can email you a question. It's not like you're not, that's it. You'll be there. Yeah. That's cool. Then, um, I assume we need to shred. I assume we need garbage. Yes. And some things we don't have to open. If you can know it's just a junk, then toss it immediately. Yeah. But what if it says, Essential information on your mortgage. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to throw away the essential information. And nobody information. but you can make that decision. Okay. I but better look. if your time is valuable and if you know from past experience that nothing is going to come from those coupons or whatever Toss else em. arrives, get rid of them immediately. Hmm. Wow, you're gutsy. <laughs> I am. You're right. <laughs> you're, you're you're living on the edge. Um, talk about your inbox, uh, and I guess I mean more of the online stuff too. You you were saying earlier we really want to try to make sure our online files parallel our offline pi- our offline files. Yes. So do- a document is a document, whether it's digital or whether it's paper, and we do want to make sure that those are are similar. So. What we would do with the box that I talked about called an action file, it's a tickler box, Um, on my website, in my store, it's called the No More More Paper Piles Hmm. Packet. And that instance contains the stuff that we need to follow up on. So if we have a little box like that for our papers, our email needs to mimic that box so that okay. we then know I will follow up on this. It drops in this folder and it will be followed up on on this given date and nothing slips between the cracks. So you literally would take the email out of your traditional email and have a folder that you, it would be like the tickler file and you'd throw it no, in No, it's part of the traditional. I set up a folder that mimics okay. the other, That's great. the paper one, right in the email program. And, and this is as simple as just learning how to do it. I That's mean, it. You don't have to have somebody sitting next to you. I mean, I guess unless you can't perform these functions, like if you've tried it and it's not, I don't get it, then maybe we need to have you sitting next to them. Other right. than that, just going to your website and finding some of these solutions. 50% of Americans can do it on their own. Yeah. Um, what, what have you seen? I mean, I know you've probably walked into some serious messes. Yes. And what do you see happens when even just the average mess of a home business, what happens, what do you see the changes when all of a sudden it's organized? What, what do you see happening to the person? What's the impact? That's a really good question. And in fact, there are a number of benefits that come about because this individual is organized with papers, with data, with time, whatever. One of the main benefits is that organized people accomplish more. That's just all there is to it. Yeah. 
They get stuff done. It's a huge deal. Yeah. And if you can gain, there's a statistic used by the National Association of Professional Organizers. It was a study done in Boston in business offices. And they found after watching business exec- executives that those executives wasted 55 minutes a day oh. Looking for items they knew were somewhere, but didn't know exactly where they were, whether it was looking on the computer or looking in physical space. But that is six weeks a year that we throw away because we are not organized. So that's crazy. If you work an eight-hour day, a nine-hour day, you're losing a lot of time. Yeah. That's crazy. That's a big deal. I mean, that's just 10 15% efficiency. You could... If you could just organize better. Absolutely. Hmm. Another benefit is that we talked about how the brain likes order, and it just literally, an orderly space, an orderly computer, an orderly inbox, orderly, orderly phone. folders, yeah. yes, all of that, it just makes us happier. Oh, and just to know you don't have to think of that ever again. It frees the mind. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So those are the big benefits I see in small businesses that I work with. And you've seen in human life that it probably saves marriages, it probably saves jobs. Absolutely. Probably gets better results. In fact, I have a college intern interning with me right now, and his major is family sciences. He plans to be a family therapist, hmm. much yeah. like you. I'll tell him not to. <laughs> <laughs> just and um, he just wrote an article for the local newspaper about how cluttered spaces hmm. often equals poor relationships. Yeah. No, I yeah. believe that. Yeah. Yeah. Donuts, too. If you see a lot of donuts in a house, someone's compensating. That is, uh, Vicki, it's just great stuff. And again, um, this isn't, there's a certain percentage of people that just get it naturally. 10%. 50, 40% can learn pretty easily if they just have a little guide on the correct, side. Correct, correct. 40% need a little coaching. Yes. Need, not a little. A 40% lot percent need to work with someone that can do as it. a mentor that really can quickly and easily help yeah. them learn how yeah. to do it. And then the 10%, uh, it's always going to be an issue. It's gonna, they're gonna but that's only 10%. Well, and honestly, if that if it's good to know. Yeah. And if you're if you're in that, then be real. Let's create systems and Absolutely. even even reminding. I mean, people a lot of people will do anything if they can just be reminded. Yeah. It's just but maybe don't get don't continually get frustrated by it. Right. Right. Learn, learn, learn. Okay, Vicky, good stuff. Again, go to Vicky's website, um, utah.com organize-utah.com forward slash efficient dash business dash practices. And then if you go there and write down, just write her a note, send her a message. What is your biggest paper problem that you're struggling with, uh, with, you know, paper management? She'll send you this form this this uh one page one page system for mm-hmm. what what you should keep how long you should keep it what you don't need to worry about and that means that you're going to be able to throw away a lot more stuff mm. i love throwing stuff away even if i was supposed to keep it i like throwing it away so do i and then i'm like where did that go <laughs> then you just call and you get it again um good stuff thank you thanks for joining us I thought that interview was so useful. I love how Vicki walked us through the office space in our minds and helped us to see how to efficiently lay out our office space. 
That is just crazy that people waste 55 minutes a day just looking for things they misplaced. That's six weeks a year that could be saved just by being more organized. So the next time you feel tempted to skip over planning and organizing to go straight to getting your task done, you might want to think twice. Like Vicky said, it takes time to make time, but it's worth the effort to take a tiny bit of time each day to get organized so you can be the most efficient. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope you learned something today. We'll be back tomorrow with more Matt Townsend. 